Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. Hello, Madam Chan. Yeah, another week, hey? Yeah, I know. Here we go. <laughs> so, in Unexpected Asia this week, you're going to talk about the Rona. Yeah, I got some interesting stuff about Rona. Cool. Um, yeah. And I'm going to talk about what Pakistanis think of dating apps, like Ooh. Tinder and stuff. Bumble. Okay. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. And, and in, what, what else have we got? We've got Ponda Pondas this week. Ponda Pondas, we're talking about what's happening in downtown Chinatown. Just downstairs, right there. Heaps yeah. happening, hey? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then, of course, like, you know, I'm going to go into uh, Secret Asians, Asian-ish, except this time we're going to talk about band. Okay. Yeah. So, group of Asians. Group of Asians. And you love this country so much. You have heritage-ish. I do. I have he- I have ish 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 heritage. <laughs> You're from South Korea, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More of that later. So first up in unexpected Asia. Yes. So when you think of Pakistan, I don't really always think of dating. Not really. I mm. would more think of like arranged marriages. That's and right. kind of like family ceremonies and things like that. Yeah. So maybe because we've been fed this kind of uh, particular outlook or stereotype, or maybe yeah. it is like that over there. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, you know, doing some research looking for um, news in Pakistan, and I kept on finding all these uh, news websites. And uh-huh. the interesting thing is, like, you know, in Australia, you got, you know, ABC News, you got um, all the ones that murder The commercial owns. networks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you have sport, and then you have weather, and then you have, like, politics yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So on these two particular uh, Pakistani websites, news websites, uh-huh. you had sport and then cricket as another option. Yeah, because cricket's under- like a religion. Yeah, I've realized. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it took me a while to actually find some interesting lifestyle topics. Okay. And um, it's apparently quite a new phenomenon over there. So yep. dating apps in Pakistan. So yep. they introduced it and apparently it's changing the urban Pakistani romantic landscape over there. Okay. Yeah. Changing the urban landscape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as, as opposed to, I guess, um, I think in the rural areas and probably in the countryside, they probably yeah. still go through a traditional way, yeah. which is, you know, through uh, a marriage, matchmaker. Yeah. yeah. Or the family organizer or things like that. Yeah. But, but also, I, I think like maybe dating is probably a lot different than what we imagine it because mm. if you live at home with your parents, you have to go out, right? You have yeah. to get away from the family to ha- actually have any sort of privacy and stuff yeah but usually they get escorted right either by um another older woman or or that's like a very not sure that's maybe that's a traditional yeah Yeah. maybe that's a traditional sort of view yeah yeah so aside from tinder and bumble entering into pakistan they also have another dating um app which is the ultimate halal dating app called mozmatch so it's designed just for muslims okay yeah and so that's getting uh, a lot of popularity in the biggest cities yeah that's a lot of catching on so and i've been reading through some of the stories and testimonials and they're just experiencing exactly the same thing as we are yeah um people who don't turn up fakers yeah, Flakers, go, I mean, ghost, ghosters. Yeah. Ghosters. There's a really, there was a funny story there. Um, so she has been talking to this guy for a while, and you know he looked picture perfect, and he kept on saying, "Oh yes, I'm going to come and visit your parents because that's part of the process where sure. the guy yeah. meets the parents." Yeah. And so they organized a date, the day, and then on the day, he did not answer any of her messages. 
Oh, maybe you got like pre-date nerves. Yeah, but that's not the case. And so she was obviously shamed because the family, they were yeah. all ready to meet him. That's part of the, I think, traditional process. Yeah. And then three months later, he texted her and said, hey, sorry, um, I couldn't make it. Um, I broke my legs. On that day he broke his like <laughs> legs as in plural yeah as in like had an accident and um he had lost his legs or broke his legs holy shit <laughs> but it wasn't real actually so they oh, later found out she got catfished it was um a, a supermodel photo and yeah. it was somebody operating out of canada oh no disappointment tragic yeah there's a lot of scamming that's like associated mm. with online dating and stuff yeah i was listening to a thing of um the bumble founder mm. and she was talking all about that and how, how they differentiate themselves from other apps and that's right how there's like a whole lot of negative stigma around like online dating and how they had to overcome that and yeah because she used to work for tinder yeah, she yeah. did, and then she went out on her own, That's and then right. she started Bumble, yeah. and then flipped it on its head by, by making the woman initiate the chat first. Yeah, making it a little, a little bit safer, I guess, in a way. Yeah, or, yeah, mm. of course. Yeah, so the, the, it's, the numbers are incredible. So in um, so for this calendar year, 2020, yeah, a lot of us wish it didn't exist, yeah. but <laughs> for this calendar year so far in Pakistan, Tinder was downloaded 178 and 800,000 times in the country. 170,000 and 800. Yeah. Wow. Times. Wow. I wonder what that is as a percentage <laughs> of the total population because that well, seems pretty high. That's high. Or to in me. comparison to Bumble over there, uh, it was only downloaded 10,000 times. Wow. Yeah. And then the Muz match, which is the halal Muslim version yeah. of it, yeah, it was yeah. only 6,200. So everyone's wow. going for Tinder. I wonder what they did. Like, I wonder if they did like a big campaign or some mm. sort of online push or something. Well, they just have the reach and distribution, perhaps. Yeah, something but to like, ponder about. <laughs> yeah, but an app. That's a, that's. <laughs> we could do a whole pond to ponder on this. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, what's happening over on your side of the news? Hey. Um. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about Rona, and I know Rona's been like with us for the last nine months or whatever. But it's almost like a child. You the, know, yesterday. Um, yesterday was a pretty significant day for Australia because Melbourne came out of lockdown ah. after a couple of months. Like really intense. I don't know if you've got any friends in Melbourne, but I've got like heaps. <laughs> friends that are mine from Melbourne were going stir crazy. They're doing all sorts of stuff. Like I got friends it... going down to Melbourne now, but they said when they return, they have to do two weeks in their own state for oh, quarantine. No. They don't have to do it in Melbourne though. Oh, okay, interesting. That's funny. But um, but yeah, obviously this has been like uh, a bit of a case study because mm. I think. Um, Melbourne's had like one of the longest lockdowns out of any of the countries around the world. Absolutely. And so there's a lot of commentary coming out now about whether it was effective or not. And apparently, according to latest research, a lockdown is really effective. So they did this study between um, China, South Korea, Italy, Iran, um, France and the US. And it was published in the Nature Journal. Mm. And they showed that at the beginning of April, when lockdown sort of first came into effect... Um, and social distancing and all of the new health measures and mask wearing and all that sort of stuff came into effect. It actually prevented over 530 million cases of what? corona across those six countries. So yes, how um, was the number? 500 and 530 million in comparison to Australia's population, which is 20... 26 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's huge. phenomenal. So like, apparently lockdowns work, but you have to. But the big problem is you have to get it in place at the right stage. Mm. And a lot of companies, a lot of countries, sorry, have messed up by putting it in too late. Yeah. So, and I think the UK is, no, a, is a classic a example, prime example of that. But then also, um, 
that further part of that research sort of went on to say that they think that the lockdown that the UK had in March and April actually caused more deaths than it pre prevented. <laughs> oh, no. So it, it may have caused uh, 16,000 deaths and pr predominantly because people that needed access to healthcare couldn't, couldn't get, it. get it because the hospitals weren't doing regular treatments and things like that. Oh, no. And, and so... It's all about timing as well. Yeah, wow. so you kind of have to add like... This um, article argues that you kind of have to add those deaths to the corona count as wow. well because they've stopped people from getting access so Melbourne, like, to hospitals good on you. And, and services that need. And then the Daniel other, Andrews is that his name? The Premier? Daniel Andrews, yeah, love yeah, good him. Good on you. You've done a great job. Yeah, so take the you know take yeah. the politics to one side. Mm. But I think there's some really good case studies from Asia that have done it really well. Yeah. And rather than just having blanket lockdowns, they've kind of been able to be nimble and they've turned them on and off as needed. Yeah. So countries like Taiwan, Vietnam, South Korea, South Korea, um, they basically figured out when there was an outbreak, they put everyone into lockdown for two weeks or whatever. Mm. And then when it started to get better, opened up again. So it's been a bit more agile. And, and I think the stat, um, forgive me if I get this wrong, but in South Korea, they've only... Um, experienced a 3% decline in GDP. Okay. Whereas like countries like Australia are like up to 7%, maybe more. We don't really know what yeah. the true impact is yet. So I think those countries in Asia have actually shown a little bit of flexibility. And the, and the Asian countries usually have um uh, like a more robust military and police and all the health authority. Okay, yeah. maybe I'm generalizing now, but the countries that you've mentioned, they have a pretty robust system. So they, if they yeah. need to shut down something, they can do it automatically, like, really like quick, quickly. Yeah, that's yeah, right. And swiftly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess like that's one of the benefits of having, even though they are democracies, they tend to lean a little bit mm. more towards, you know, dictatorships or autocracy um, type of, Author of setups. Authoritarian. Authoritarian, yeah. Um, and then the last thing I was going to jump in there is like a case study from the US, which is always <laughs> like just the basket case. Just in comparison. It, so in the US state of Colorado, um, researchers at the Den, uh, the Denver Health Foundation found that the stay in uh, stay home order actually caused um, a 2.2-fold increase in heart attacks. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, so people were staying at home, and then they're like, oh, you know what, I think I'm okay. I don't really need to go outside. And but. Then, yeah. So, and this, um, and then the number of people that died from heart attacks is actually, yeah, Increased. more than double. Why is that? Is that because they were eating heavier food, not getting exercise? Like Maybe. lots of butter? Well, actually that would factor it into it because when you think about yeah. it, like most people are put in weight by being locked down and stuck at home and all that sort of stuff. Like present, myself as a present. I exam. have not exercised since March either. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah. So interesting. So I think the jury's still out as to whether, you know, the lockdowns have been an amazing thing. I think we're still starting to see some of the negative mm. effects come out. Yeah. But you know, the, the countries in Asia that have been nimble and been able to turn them on and off as needed have responded better than generally those that have had. No, yeah, that's fantastic news. Good on you, Melbourne. You've done it at the right time. Good right on place, you, Melbourne. right time. Time for a VB. Yeah. Victorian <laughs> beer. Like a man should drink it. <laughs> yeah. So um, what, what other news did you have? Well, I've got some awesome news from Sydney. So everyone's 
obviously all the film industry has been affected by Rona as well. So a lot of delays with all the new movies coming out. However, yeah. Sanchi, you know the uh, Marvel Marvel has been filming yeah. Sanchi and the Legends of Ten Rings in yeah. Sydney. Yeah, you yeah, said so, that. Yeah, so they just wrapped up production. Didn't you like interview for an extra role or something? Ah, uh, I don't think I did. I think maybe a few of my friends may have. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was Jackie Chan's movie from like several oh, years okay. ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a pretty cool experience. And then you know when I turned around, I was like, oh my god, that's Jackie Chan right next to me. <laughs> so who's who's in town filming this? Um... Oh, so I don't know whether they're still in town or not. Um, but okay. So Marvels, this is the first Asian-focused film, so they have a, or pan-Asian. So they've got all these big stars like Simu Liu from. He's a Canadian guy who's yeah. starting Kim's Convenience. Yeah, yeah. And is he the father? He he's gonna be the Sanchi, the master of kung fu. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you've got um the man. Actually, no, the Mandarin is the father, and I think Sanchi is the actual star, the young, the youngster. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and they're going to. They also have um good old Tony Chu Wai Leon. I'm terrible with names. I'm so sorry. Yeah. In any language. <laughs> He's, he sounds Chinese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we also got Aquafina, Michelle Yeoh. As we all know, she was in town. Yeah. Um, and Ronnie Chen, Australia's Ronnie Chen. What a legend. He I lives know. in the US now, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah, because yeah. he's done that stand-up thing on Netflix and it's like taking it to a US audience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's got dude. appeal. He's got Western appeal, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, you, everything happens over in the US. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we should be expecting a bit of Sydney in there, a bit of our friends in there as well. Nice. Um, they should be coming out on the 29th of July, 2021, uh, if COVID permits, of course. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. And so in that, this current uh, discussion, uh-huh. so Aquafina, yes. the star of this show, yeah. she was spotted in downtown Chinatown, Ooh. Ooh, which brings us to Ponder Ponders. Yes. This is an interesting one, right? That's right, because what is actually happening downstairs in downtown Chinatown? Everything. Yeah, well, I've I've noticed that, like, particularly in the last couple of weeks, like, people are back out on the streets. And it's not just because they're getting bored of TikTok. I think they actually genuinely want to go outside. And we've had... And have good food in a restaurant be served. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the Mm. other thing. Like, the restaurants are starting to open now. Mm. Um, The Friday night markets in Chinatown has started again. Yes. So things are starting to come back. Which is positive. And it's not too, like, crowded. So I still yeah. like this, you know, be, the ability to walk with my with space. Like, yeah, no yeah. one, you know, bumping into me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it's kind of like a nice time to get back, I think. So not only are regular people are walking the streets of Chinatown, celebrities are popping up like mad. So, like, mushrooms after a storm, given that we've been having a lot of <laughs> All rain. The rain. Yeah, good analogy. <laughs> have you been doing a bit of celeb spotting, have you? Yes. So last week, my friends and I, we went to our Chinta Oh, yeah. Budala. So it's yeah, a yeah. restaurant that does sort of Malay, Chinese, Indian-ish yeah. inspired food. Yeah. And the owner, he is so eccentric. He's, you you got to go there. He he came up to us and um, we were like, oh, actually, one of his staff came up to us. We were like, oh, yeah, can we get booking? Uh, and they're like, oh, 15 minute away at least. But my friend, she had her dog. Yeah. And and then um, we just made this joke when the boss came over because he wanted to double check that we were okay um, yeah. waiting. And, he, and then we started joking around with him. And then we said, oh, yeah, her dog is half Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite possible. You know, her dog is half Chinese um, and half North American. And then he thought it was so funny. He goes, okay, okay, okay. I get your table straight away. And then literally within five minutes, we got a table. 
Oh, no way. How awesome is that? And they even let you take the dog in there. Well, we sat outside, so that was all yeah. perfectly fine. So if yeah. you ever need a table, just just bring your dog that's half Chinese and yeah. the owner will be able to. So I just need a pug or something or a chihuahua or something that's got yeah. like Chinese breed Chinese in it. Chinese crested dog. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then he showed us a photo of Aquafina and him. Yeah, so she came oh, over. Wow. Yeah, so I think it was last week she had um, the chili crab. Apparently she loved the chili crab there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Aquafina's not the only one. Um, I also have spotted... Now, this is going to be a little bit awesome. This was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, Takawati. Yeah. Is that his, say his name? I'm so, I'm so yeah. sorry. He's the uh, New Zealand director uh, who's got Maori and Caucasian descent, and he did um, Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah Jojo Rabbit, too. Hunt yep. for the Wild People, yep. and also the upcoming film um, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh-huh. So he was sitting at Fratelli Fresh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. It was so, because we were sitting there going, oh my God, is that really? Oh my, it yeah, is him. Yeah, definitely. And then we, we stalked him on Instagram and there was a picture of him going, oh, in Sydney. Oh, no way. Yeah. And then my friend who who, who uh, like just wanted to double check, um, mm. looked at his watch and go, okay, that's a really unique watch. Um, yeah. It's an expensive watch. And yeah. then so he found another picture of um, uh, Taika wearing the watch and he's like, that's definitely him. So he was literally one oh, no table way. away from us. Yeah. So yeah. you've done some serious like stalking to like not stalking, it's just by accident we see all these famous people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then um I also ran into a guy who apparently used to be involved with Rod Stewart in, in some musical capacity. Okay. Yeah. What like his his groupie or like like roadie or something? No, no, like he's that. also a singer. So apparently they they maybe he was a backup singer or, yeah. or helped out with some of the productions okay. for Rod Stewart. Yeah. It doesn't end there. On yeah. the same day, we saw Bill Bertels. Oh, no way. No way. <laughs> is he out of quarantine now? Because I was following him on Twitter and like he was posting photos like from his like hotel room like, <laughs> in quarantine. Oh, yes. This former ABC correspondent to China is out and about. Yeah. I, think, I think he really misses China. So that's why he's hanging out. He's hanging downtown. out in Chinatown. Yeah. Because <laughs> my friend, she didn't realize who he was. And yeah. then I looked at him and I was just like, I know you. You're the ABC reporter guy. Yeah. As in, I don't know him, but... You don't know him personally. I know his you face. recognize his face. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, have you spotted anyone lately? Or I, I haven't been. I've been really good at being bringing my own lunch. I haven't oh. actually been dining out around Chinatown recently. <laughs> Walking the streets, patrolling. Yeah, I haven't been. I need to get back into that. All right. Oh, there's another person. Can I just add one in? Yeah. I mean, it's not quite in Chinatown, but I spotted Gladys Berejiklian. Okay. So she was eating at a Chinese restaurant, not in Chinatown, but just a few streets up. Yeah. Um, yeah, at the Met Center. Yeah. And her table was right next to ours as well. Yeah, poor old Gladys. She's going through a bit of grief at the she moment. She was, yeah. yeah. But this was before the Rona. This was, I think, just before the um, the bushfires got really bad. Yeah. So she's obviously still had time to eat lunch. Yeah. Um, yeah, but after that, um, I haven't spotted her anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of, like, revelations coming out of this ICAC inquiry into her, like, oh, really? previous relationships Ooh. and, like, Ooh. things Scandalous. that she did and didn't know and, like, meetings that were held in her office and funding that was cut to the... Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty scary. Yeah. But apart from that, um, I thought I'd maybe throw in some history of how famous Sydney's Chinatown is. Okay. Did you know that back in 1983, David Bowie was here and he filmed China Girl? Really? Yeah. Okay. You have to watch it. it. How do you find this out? Oh, I uh, Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> you should tell Justin because he'd like that for his little tour. Like he could add that into like one of his little commentary. Yeah. Things. Well, he told me the one about Wolverine. So yeah. wo- they filmed Wolverine in the Chinese Garden of Friendship over yeah. there in '92. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Sydney Chinatown is actually pretty famous. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Got a lot of history. That's right. Well, 
Well, yeah, um, I guess like speaking of celebrity spotting, maybe it's time that we stopped blabbering and we sort of moved on to secret agent. What's the password? Captain Bagrat, come in. Right. Yes. People we haven't met yet. Yes. So no game master today. I thought maybe we go, you know, somewhere closer to your home, your, uh -huh. your other, your Asia home, South yeah. Korea. And this, this is more of a, a group of secret Asians rather than an individual, right? Absolutely. But they all have a lot of New Zealand and Australian influence yes. for a South Korean girl band. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they are black pink. Black pink in your area. Black pink <laughs> everywhere. Ah, yeah. I was really surprised that um, majority mm -hmm. of all these uh, girls are actually overseas, or they're Korean from the Korean diaspora community yeah. as well. Yeah. So one of them is like Thai or something, isn't she? Yeah. Um, like and a couple Lisa. of like New Zealand. Mm. Yeah. Um. Maybe they were born or raised in New Zealand and yeah. then they moved back to Korea. So Jisoo is the only one who is homebred. So she was born and bred in Korea. So she's uh -huh. a loco. Um, and then you got Jenny. She was born in Korea, but then she went to New Zealand when she was eight. And then she went back to Korea to become um, a superstar, obviously. Okay. And Rose, who were, who, who's got Korean heritage. So she was yeah. born in New Zealand and then moved to Melbourne when she was seven. Okay. Yeah, so you can see that there's like an international student kind of situation there. Yeah. And then you've got Rose, who is like a diaspora. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you've got Lisa, who you mentioned is actually just Thai with no Korean mm. cultural background. Yeah, but she does look Korean. She does. Yeah. I think spending a lot of time there, maybe eating the food and drinking the water uh -huh. over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cosmetics. That's right as well. But it's just amazing how this girl band is like the number one girl band. They're, they're pretty much the equivalent of BTS. But the girl version, right? Yeah, they're pretty massive. Yeah. They're still like dropping like tracks now, but like over summer they, they put mm. out two or three like number ones. Yeah. And has smashed it. Did I did I mention I've been to the YG's offices in Seoul? Oh, tell me. Yeah, what it's, was it like? It's like that guy yeah. is like literally a legend of the entertainment industry. He was a singer and a comedian sort of so thing. So he started this Hims himself. He did. He started it's his wow. own company. He's like he's fully minted. He's like an he's like an idol. Wow. Basically. And he still performs as well. Yeah. Um but um he's literally like built a K pop factory. He has. So it's like it's eight stories high. It's on the Han River, which is like mm. that main river that goes through Seoul. Yeah. And then each level of of the building like has another function of the label gets you to hire to him or like yeah yeah no hire, like hire. okay yeah. yeah so on the eighth floor you've got like management and that's like where his big office is yeah. and it's got the beautiful views of the river and Absolutely. all that sort of stuff and like management and like all of that sort of stuff but then they've got like a floor for all like like the creatives and the guys that draw all the album covers and yeah. produce all of that stuff then they've got two floors which have like the studios in it for recording all the things and training then, right yeah or, and training yeah. then they've got two floors for the um actual like performing like that are set up like dance studios yeah. like with the big mirrors on the wall okay. and the bars along the side where they can practice all that sort of stuff mm. and then in the basement there's like a gym and there's like a sauna and like a chill out room and like where they could so literally you never have to leave yeah. the building they can do everything like so an artist can go in there mm. they can um they can record they can chill out they can go to the gym they can have a sauna, they have a cafeteria do whatever. as well yeah, yeah like oh, every, wow. everything is in this it's like a city yeah it is <laughs> and it's, so it's like a, it's like a k-pop factory <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, it's an yeah. amazing thing. I've never seen anything like it. It's really... Yeah, there was a Black Mirror episode uh, sort of on that one where they were trained together and they had to get extra amount of points before oh, okay. they can compete to, yeah, yeah. to go upstairs. And then when yeah. they get chosen, then they have their they own... They progress little... to the next level. That's right, with a view as wow. opposed to being like a dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, wow. it's, it's pretty. that's a pretty good analogy because that's what it was like. <laughs> These four kids. Yeah, now here the training is pretty like rigorous. Because uh, yeah. I, I, I watched the Netflix video on the documentary on Blackpink and when they were first yeah. starting off, yeah. they were training. Uh, I think they only get one day out of 14 days. Yeah. And every other day, they just train, 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 train. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, well, this is why... And there's all those like mm. things that they have to like contractually agree to. Like they're yeah. not allowed to be in a relationship. Yeah. Um, they're not supposed to have a boyfriend. No tattoos. Yeah, no tattoos. Like mm. all of these like... Because tattoos are uh, associated with the, the like the gangster mafia stuff. and the yeah. gangsters and stuff. Mm. Yeah, so it's um, it's interesting. Like, I should watch that documentary. It's, it's on Netflix, really good right? One. It's I think it's like an hour and ten minutes. So yeah, it's okay. really good. I enjoyed it. Cool. Thoroughly. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's go and do some singing. Yeah, I need to go. <laughs> I need to go and watch this. <laughs> That's right. Watch <laughs> <Like> some Netflix. <laughs> I'll flick you some other recommendations. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, Opa Adam. All right. Till next time. Bag rat out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrat, it does cost us a bit to produce, and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.